Hello and welcome to Historia Podcast with me, Jack Pettit, and our resident historian, Paul Fletcher. This episode is going to be slightly different to the previous uh, 11. This is our 12th episode and final episode of our Cold War origin series. And it's going to be different because uh, it's going to be a quick fire, key words, key ideas, key concepts that Fletch is going to attempt to, I'm sure he's going to do it excellently, um, is going to attempt to summarise very briefly. Fletch. You have more confidence than me than I do, Jack. I'll tell you that for nothing. <laughs> OK, we're going to do almost like an A to Z. All right, OK. OK. Yeah. So we'll go straight into it. First one, ACC. OK, Allied Control Commission. This was the joint body set up by the four great powers. And the idea would be it's the way in which they could uh, cooperate in running both Berlin and also Germany uh, after the Second World War. There was also an ACC for Austria and Vienna as well. Um, yeah. Brilliant. Okay. Airlift. Okay. This was the way in which the Americans and the British brought in supplies to keep West Berlin going when it was being blockaded by Stalin between 1948 to 1949. Last of the A's, arms race. Arms race. Uh, this is the idea that you've got two competing camps or countries and uh, one is uh, trying to get ahead of the other uh, with having bigger or better weapons. Um, as far as the Cold War is concerned, you tend to see the arms race in terms of nuclear weapons. Blockade. A blockade is where you try to uh, cut off an area, stop supplies going in, um, Usually it's to either make the people within the area that's being blockaded uh, either surrender or move out or change what they are doing. In this particular case, this was what Stalin did to West Berlin between 1948 to 1949. And what he was trying to do was he was trying to either make the Allies uh, give up their uh, changes, their currency reforms. He thought they were about to set up West Germany or just to try to get the Western governments to leave West Berlin. A blockade is a siege, effectively. Fantastic. OK, ABCs, we're on to our Cs now. Common form. Common form. This was the political organisation that Stalin set up in 1947 in order to ensure that the Soviet Union uh, had political control of the countries within what we would call the Soviet bloc, in Eastern Europe, and it was created in direct response to the Truman Doctrine. Comes in pairs here, common form. Next one is Comic-Con. Comic-Con. Likewise, as the Comic form was political, Comic-Con was economic control, uh, set up in 1949. Um, again, in response to a, uh, a policy, a plan by the West, in this case, Marshall Plan and Marshall Aid, again, and a, a way of uh, Stalin and the Soviet Union keeping the Eastern European countries uh, under its control, kept you know, close to contact with them and this was going to be done economically at first it was all about trade links but later it was also used to control the economies of the actual individual satellite states fantastic okay next one conventional weaponry okay so the weapons that you would expect to see on a traditional battlefield you know tanks guns airplanes um not nuclear biological or chemical 
not det- I was about to say detergent there, which is something you put in the washing machine, um, deterrence or uh, deterrent. Deterrent, deterrence, deterrent. Okay, it's the idea that if you have enough of a nuclear weapon, whatever it may be, then you will stop the other side from attacking you. Um, and that, of course, will apply to both sides. The problem with deterrence as an idea is, is that if you have enough of a weapon so you feel safe from being attacked, of course, to the other side, therefore, you look as though you might be willing to attack them. So they need more nuclear weapons themselves, they feel, in order that they can then attack Sorry, they can then deter your attack. But of course, as you look at them, then you think, oh, they've got more nuclear weapons. I need more nuclear weapons uh, in order to then deter their attack on me. And with that, you get the arms race. Quite a big, big concept here. Next one. Uh, We've got dollar diplomacy or dollar imperialism. So dollar diplomacy is the idea uh, that... uh, you, in particular, because it's a dollar, it's the Americans, that the Americans were giving out money, uh, it might be aid, it might be loans, in order to get other countries to do what they wanted in some way. The most obvious example of dollar diplomacy would, of course, be martial aid. And I say that because, of course, it seems very humanitarian to give all this money to all these countries, but actually, fact, there was a catch in that money in the martial aid. You had to accept capitalism. And of course, that catch is why Stalin turned, uh, created the phrase dollar imperialism. It was a bit of a scathing term because what he was trying to say was probably actually something that was true, which is the Americans were trying to use their money in order to make people behave in a way that the Americans were happy and content with. So we've got A, B, C, D, and now on to our E's. East Germany, or DRG. Okay, the Democratic Republic of Germany, East Germany. It's effectively created in 1949 uh, in response to the creation of West Germany, and East Germany was the old Soviet zone, Soviet sector, um, from uh, which they took over control of at the end of World War II, uh, which had belonged, obviously, to the previous Germany. Um, probably of all the, I mean, it was unusual in that, or unique, I should say, in the in the uh, in the Eastern Bloc, because it was the only country that hadn't existed previously. It was a new creation, and in some ways, the most loyal of the countries in the Eastern Bloc to the Soviet Union uh, after 1949. Fantastic. Right, we're going to miss F. We're going to go on to G. Okay. Grand Alliance. Okay, this is the term used to describe the uh, cooperation between the uh, British, Americans, and Soviet Union um, from late 1941 to 1945 while they were trying to defeat the Germans, the Italians, and uh, the Japanese, in other words, the Axis powers. It's a bit of a misnomer because there was no treaty, there was no formal document that created this thing called the Grand Alliance, but that's what it's called being called in history. And the Grand Alliance was made up of the big three. Um, and of course, the big three were led by Roosevelt, Stalin and Churchill. And it's just the breakdown of that Grand Alliance and the way in which they were working together, which leads us into the Cold War. H, next one, hydrogen bomb. Okay, if you like, we talked before about the arms race. Uh, so when the Soviet Union then had its own traditional conventional 
conventional its own nuclear uh, weapon um, then were, then they were looking for a new form of uh, bomb with even greater power and that's what the Americans got there first they created this bomb the hydrogen bomb don't ask me ask me to explain the science behind it but what I know is it was about a thousand times more powerful than the bomb which was dropped in 1940 the bombs dropped in 1945 and very soon after that the Russians then had their own hydrogen bomb as well okay <clears throat> big one here ICBM or intercontinental ballistic missile okay so when we did a podcast on the arms race we said that it was going to be there were three big things in the arms race it was how many bombs did you have how powerful they were hydrogen bomb we just referred to and delivery systems okay and delivery systems traditionally were of course aircraft the two bombs in 1945 were dropped by planes um, and of course, planes had a limit to how far they could go, how far they could be up in the air. And this was a new delivery system. And what it meant was that basically the two sides could therefore reach so much farther. It was about four and a half thousand kilometers at first. And it was possible literally to launch a, a, a weapon in the uh, North America and to reach Russia and then eventually vice versa. Next one, ideology. Ideology is a set of ideas, usually reasonably coherent, by which you will organise your government, possibly organise your society, uh, and possibly organise your economy as well. And in particular, we're looking at communism as being the ideology um, which, uh, which governed the Soviet Union, and then that ideology was um, imposed upon the uh, Soviet bloc. Um, and I suppose if you're going to call about an ideology that we had in the West, then it's going to be some sort of capitalist, liberal democracy. Brilliant. Fantastic. OK, moving on. <clears throat> Sorry, staying on eyes. OK, we're going to go with Iron Curtain, the famous metaphor. The famous metaphor, of the Iron Curtain, first introduced uh, in 1946 during a speech made by Winston Churchill um, in Fulton, Missouri. Uh, Winston Churchill was attempting to uh, influence the American uh, politicians and to make them see um, how dangerous the Soviet Union was and they need to stand up to this. Um, and basically what Churchill said was that there was this sort of line being drawn down across Europe and behind the Iron Curtain, there were all sorts of things going on with the Soviet Union suppressing freedom, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, now, the implication of that was that uh, what was going on behind that Iron Curtain could actually be exported to the other side of the Iron Curtain if we weren't careful. It later became a physical reality with a whole network running all the way through Europe of uh, of towers and a barbed wire and minefields so that people couldn't cross from, well, from east to west. There were very few people wanted to go from west to east. Uh, and of course, it also became a practical reality um, with the building of the Berlin Wall. In 1961. Fantastic. Okay, we're going to skip over a few letters. Our next one is M. So we're going to go for Marshall Plan and Marshall Aid. Okay, so Marshall Plan was this uh, this idea that uh, the Americans would uh, give uh, to Western Europe initially a lot of money, uh, with the with the aim being to to improve the economy uh, within Western Europe, which of course was battered by the World War Two. Uh, and the hope was that in doing so, 
you would stop people in Western Europe designed to become communist and uh, therefore voting for communist governments, and that also you would create um, you would create uh, economies that can then buy American goods. Marshall Aid is the Marshall Plan actually being carried out in practice. So the Marshall Plan was in theory, and then Marshall Aid was it in practice. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Right. N NATO. North Atlantic Treaty Organization. Okay, very simply, a military organization set up in 1949 in direct reaction to the perceived military threat shown by the Soviet Union with its blockade of Berlin. And this is an alliance which continues to exist today. Uh, and the idea is you attack one, you attack everybody. And of course, the most important feature within NATO is the, uh, is the USA, because therefore, if any of the other countries get involved or attacked, the USA has to get involved. Brilliant. Staying on N, we're going to go for nuclear monopoly. Okay. Uh, so the Americans had this nuclear monopoly. A monopoly is uh, basically where you're the only one to have this. And so the Americans had this nuclear monopoly between 1945 to 1949 because they are the only country with a nuclear weapon. Going on to R, reparations. Uh, effectively, compensation for some something you've done. Um, usually reparations are about a country that's uh, done something to another country and has to pay a conversation, uh, just like if you've been responsible for a car crash or something. Uh, and in this case, it was particularly something the Soviet Union wanted out of Germany because the Soviet Union, after the war, because the Soviet Union felt as though it had been attacked without any warning, uh, had experienced a lot of damage, so therefore it deserved some sort of compensation, reparations. Going on to S, satellite state or satellite states. Okay, a satellite state is whereby another one country will um, control to a huge degree what's going on within that second country. Um, although the Americans had a lot of influence over the Western European countries, um, they, you know, there was still a huge amount of independence within those countries as well. Uh, for example, Britain and France, you know, they got involved in the Suez crisis and didn't tell the Americans in 1956. So they would not be seen as satellite states. A satellite state is a state that is was forced or is forced to do something and has no choice of the matter. So that's what we would call the Eastern Bloc states, shown by the fact in 56, the Hungarian uprising, that was crushed because the idea was that they would leave the Warsaw Pact and that wasn't acceptable. So a satellite state is something that has to follow the instructions of another state very closely. Brilliant. Okay, same with S. We're going to go for Soviet or Soviets. Okay, so a Soviet is a workers' council. It's the basis of one which the Communist Party took power in November 1917. And that gives us there the Soviet Union or the USSR. Or we can also call uh, a short hand, we can call this the Russians, Rankin Russians, because of the communist Russians, we can call them the Soviets. Okay, superpower. Um, if you look back in history, you would normally talk about great powers. So traditionally, you know, Europe has a Britain, Germany, and uh, France has, has great powers. But a superpower is a power with sort of global power. I suppose you could say, you could have said that Britain was a superpower in the 1800s, but definitely in the 20th century, America and then the Soviet Union were both superpowers because they had global power. Brilliant. Okay, getting to the end now, we're going to T for Truman Doctrine. Okay, Truman Doctrine was based on Truman's speech 
from them in March 1947, um, although it was a reaction to a specific situation, uh, which was the situation in Greece, it laid down one of the basic ideas of American foreign policy throughout the Cold War, and that was the idea of containment, that the only way of dealing with the communism, the Soviet Union, and then obviously China later on, was going to be that you had to contain it by force if necessary. And so containment will explain why the Americans going for martial aid and they're going for the Berlin airlift, they're going for South opposed in Korean invasion, and eventually they get involved in the war in Vietnam. Fantastic. Okay, penultimate one. Yeah. Onto our W's. Uh, Warsaw Pact, nineteen fifty-five. Okay, that's the military alliance created by the Soviet Union in reaction to the formation of NATO in nineteen forty-nine. Last one, last but not least, um, West Germany or FRG. Okay, the Federal Republic of Germany. That was set up in nineteen forty-nine after the Berlin blockade. It was created out of the three zones. Uh, controlled by Britain, France and the USA um, and was very much a way of ensuring that part of Germany would belong to the Western alliance and therefore would uh, be supportive of it. Um, its creation was a uh, very unpopular Stalin because he was uh, extremely afraid that West Germany would then be used as another way of attacking uh, the Soviet Union as it had done in 1914 and 1941. Made it. Brilliant. Fantastic. There we go. A to Z of um, Cold War Origins. Yep. So thanks for listening. That is the end of our Cold War Origins series. Fletch, it's been absolutely fantastic. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. So we'll see you uh, in series two, which is the Cold War Crisis. From me and from Fletch, thank you.